We've got an archive of truth here in the past podcast episode, so go to our website, www.neo420.com. Go up to the menu bar, click Talks, it'll bring you up to the main Talks page, then you'll have four icons. Select on the podcast icon, you'll be able to open that up, and all of our podcast episodes are right there. If you want to watch the video platform, then go to the the last icon, that's the Great Awakening, the blue icon. You can select it, and then that'll open up our video platform. Make sure to join us on both of those, and make sure to stay tuned for all of those. As we've been lately having really great weeks, a couple of weeks ago we had the Front Faces series. All this past week we had the focus back on our home here in Oregon, calling out the criminals, making sure everybody knew what they are. Now we're focusing on a little bit more. So share this and stay tuned. This is Neo420 Talks, the podcast, speaking truth against the lies. minutes of George Floyd's life do not make him a hero heroes are not made laying face down in the street high on fentanyl gasping for air yesterday Barack Obama wrote and published the dumbest tweet in the history of Twitter the former president stood George Floyd on the dead bodies of 19 slaughtered children. Here's what he wrote over Twitter. As we grieve the children of Uvalde today, we should take the time to recognize that two years have passed since the murder of George Floyd under the knee of a police officer. His killing stays with us all to this day, especially those who loved him. President Obama wasn't done. He went on. In the aftermath of his murder, a new generation of activists rose up to channel their anguish into organized action, launching a movement to raise awareness of systemic racism and the need for criminal justice and police reform. Obama then told his 132 million Twitter followers how they could get involved with reimagining policing. George Floyd's death certainly reimagined policing. You can see the consequences of St. George's reimagined police force in the reluctant and deliberate reaction to 18-year-old psychopath Salvador Ramos entering an elementary school and opening fire on second, third, and fourth graders. Ramos killed 19 kids and two adults because he had nearly an hour inside the school without facing resistance. While children were gunned down, police stood in the parking lot for close to 40 minutes debating what what exactly to do. They rejected man's natural masculine instinct to sacrifice 
their safety and lives in protection of women and children. Man's instincts have been reimagined in the last two decades. We've been told by the left and feminists that our masculinity is toxic. Police have been told by the Democratic Party and radical political activists that George Floyd, Jacob Blake, Rayshard Brooks, Eric Garner, and Breonna Taylor's trigger-pulling boyfriend are the real heroes, and law enforcement is the villain. We've incentivized police to stand down, stand back, and give criminals a safe space to work out their frustrations, smash and grab, shoplift, argue over routine traffic stops, and murder. Obama's veneration of George Floyd is an outgrowth of a cultural rot sweeping America. We've made heroes of men who contributed nothing to our society and demonized men whose jobs require them to risk everything. Having lost a close relative to police misconduct, I can empathize with George Floyd and his family. I feel sorry for George Floyd. Former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin should have taken his knee off Floyd's back far sooner. Chauvin's misconduct likely contributed to Floyd's tragic death. But the last nine minutes of George Floyd's life do not make him a hero. Heroes are not made laying face down in the street, high on fentanyl, gasping for air. Heroes charge into burning buildings to save the lives of people they do not know. Heroes are killed after they pass legislation ending slavery and segregation. Heroes work two jobs to provide for their kids, suffer through marriage counseling to honor their sacred covenant, and coach Little League teams. Heroes have far more on their resume than victim. Floyd's resume is littered with bad decisions, petty crimes, occasional violence, and pornography. Barack Obama wants to romanticize George Floyd. It's not surprising given Obama's own resume. He's mixed race, half black, half white. He grew up in Hawaii, raised by white people. He attended elite schools, including Harvard. Obama desires street cred, but he knows absolutely nothing about the streets other than what he gleaned from watching his favorite TV show, The Wire. Obama naively thinks George Floyd is the wire character Bubbles, a well-intentioned, gold-hearted dope fiend. The truth is, based on his criminal record, Floyd is more like an older, just-released-from-prison version of Marquise Bird Hilton, the violent enforcer Omar Little framed for murder. I'm not arguing that Floyd got what he deserved, but no one on the streets cried when Omar lied about Bird in court but the game is out there and it's either play or get played there you go the game is out there it's either play or get played you swallow enough drugs commit enough crimes resist arrest long enough and the game is going to get you that's what happened to George Floyd 
Anyone with an ounce of street sense knows this. Obama's sense is all political. It's not street. He and his political teammates are promoting chaos within the United States to force this country to get on board with the globalist agenda and new world order. America must fall. There's no quicker path to destruction and chaos than the undermining of law enforcement. The demonization of law enforcement and celebration of criminality are as intentional as the feminization of American men. Men are being baited to reject their natural masculine instinct. With the same number of firefighters running to the burning World Trade Center towers in 2022, as did in 2001, I'd say the number would be cut in half, if not more. Two decades ago, men were rewarded and celebrated for acts of heroism, acts of masculinity and patriotism. Back then, we still saved our highest praise for the men and women who at least tried to do the right thing. Today, the promoters of immorality share and or dominate our biggest stages of adulation. Snoop Dogg Crip walking during the Super Bowl halftime show was portrayed as a sign of progress. Cardi B, she got a one-on-one interview with presidential candidate Joe Biden. George Floyd is more revered than David Dorn or any cop. Police officers do not earn huge salaries. We augmented their salaries with respect and reverence. Now that Obama, Black Lives Matter, Antifa, and corporate media have eliminated respect and reverence from a cop's paycheck, should we not be surprised that law enforcement is more reluctant to risk their lives? What happened in Uvalde, Texas is no different from what has been going on in America's major cities in the aftermath of George Floyd. Police officers are reluctant to engage with criminals and violent crime has skyrocketed because of it. As Barack Obama pretends to grieve for the children in Texas, he should make time to recognize that America's emotional and immature reaction to George Floyd contributed to the slaughter of 19 little kids. That was Jason Whitlock. You know, he used to be a sports reporter, and now he's kind of branched off into more politicalness and, and political and free speech and things like that. So I applaud him. And as you know, we're always posting other people who have you know, these really good points. And as he said, we've been saying it for two and a half years here on the podcast directly, but for 30 years, we've been saying that these people that are put into office are just actors that are put there in order to cause mayhem for the defense contractors. And ultimately what the Kenyan Barry Sorrentoro is, a.k.a. Barack Obama, a.k.a. Jabama, Joe Bama, not Joe Mama, Joe Bama. He is a criminal conspiring with the different uh, United Nations, the World Health Organization, the Council of 300, the Council on Foreign Relations, the CIA, the Pentagon, the defense contractors such as Raytheon, 
Lockheed Martin, uh, McDonnell Douglas, Stratford Group, and so many more. Um, you know, that these people, they are paying these criminals to destroy America and bring it under one world government. We're going to be doing a, a major analysis of General Dynamics, the company who built the F-16 Fighting Falcon and, and uh, built over 4,600 aircraft since its inception in 1976. So stay tuned for that. And also go back in other archives, going all the way back and listen to all of the episodes as they are powerful, powerful reports. This is real news and real information because we all need to be speaking the same language and that language is the truth because the truth will make us free. This is Neo420 Talks, the podcast and video channel now. Speaking truth against the lies. Y'all was coming in, and now you're backing out. Now you're backing out. It's hard to talk big with a shotgun in your mouth. Glad you brought your friends, they can watch it go down, I got mine too, so welcome to my house, cause these are my people, and this is my land, this is what we pray for, and this is God's plan. Welcome to my house. So welcome to my house. 